Hi, and welcome to the Human Side of Business podcast. I'm Angie Cabe, CEO and co-founder of Intuity Performance. I'm a performance coach, HR professional, whole person leadership facilitator, and your host. The Human Side of Business podcast is fueled by the genuine curiosity to understand how personal characteristics and skills can be leveraged to drive individual and team performance, tangible outcomes, and ultimately organizational success within business. Each podcast is devoted to sharing knowledge, expanding our learning edges, and exploring the trends in corporate culture towards growing the emotional intelligence of organizations. I'm so glad you're here. Hi there. This is Ange McCabe, CEO and co-founder of Intuity Performance, where our business is the success of your business. I'm a performance coach, HR professional, facilitator, and your co-host, along with Scott Rust of the Elevate Business Podcast. The Elevate Business Podcast is a journey of discovery fueled by curiosity to genuinely understand what makes people tick when it comes to their professional path, choices made, and the personal characteristics that drive performance, tangible outcomes, and ultimately success. The Elevate Business Podcast is here to promote the enormous contribution of small and medium-sized businesses around the world by exploring the actions that make a workplace successful, the trends in corporate culture towards growing the emotional intelligence of an organization, and how we build whole person leaders from the ground up. Each podcast is devoted to sharing knowledge, growing our learning edges, and honoring our passions with a special guest who has elevated their businesses, overcome obstacles, and inspires others to do the same. So glad you're here. Hi, and a warm welcome to episode number 42 of the Elevate Business Podcast. Both myself, Ange McCabe, and Scott Russ are your hosts. We have the pleasure of introducing you to Kate O'Brien, the Head of People Operations and HR at Lane. Kate brings her passion for entrepreneurship to the Canadian tech startup industry and focuses on developing talent that will help solve today's problems. Outside of her role at Lane, she participates in hackathons and is also an award-winning design thinker competing internationally to build business frameworks based on her insights. Welcome, Kate. Thank you so much for having me. Our pleasure. So tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your journey, and a little bit about your role there at Lane. Yeah, absolutely. So I've really stuck to entrepreneurship and scale-ups for a long time. I took um, entrepreneurship at Ryerson, which everyone always says, how can you take an entrepreneurship program, shouldn't you just live it? And I totally agree. There's a lot of attributes that you just need to have, but there's so many methodologies you can learn and really get the the mindset of an entrepreneur through that. So I love that. And I knew that I wanted to be in fast growing startups for a long time. And so after a few different trials and errors with different startups, I found Lane and I knew that that was really the place for me. It checked off all the boxes for me. And I joined when there was just four other employees. There was the two founders, a C-suite, and another employee. Mm-hmm. And now we're over 90 people. So it's been quite the ride and we're just getting started. I think we hire about 10 a month. So it's really picking up and it's wow. just been so much fun. I joined in just general operations, making sure all the teams are on track and keeping all together and focused. And now I'm focused on people operations, which is really my, my skill set. And I've just been loving it so far. It's been a, a wild ride. Mm-hmm. Well, I can imagine, yeah, coming in as uh, employee number four, and then now, you know, going up to the point where you guys are 90 or 90 plus uh, employees and, and teams. Um, I'm curious, so what, what does the word performance mean to you? And what role has it played in this, in this journey working with Lane and bringing them to the place that they are today? 
Uh, performance is very interesting because to me, it's really changed. When you think of typical performance, you think I just have to get my checklist done. I have to get that project done to impress my boss and make sure I'm good. But it's really transformed to me. I think it's a much more holistic three, 360 approach in the sense that, yes, it's performing for your manager, but it's performing for your peers, making sure that you're performing for your colleagues, you're performing for yourself and your own career goals, mm-hmm. and also you're performing for your direct reports and even the stakeholders. Are you performing for the clients? Are you performing for the suppliers? There's really a lot that comes into that, which really has changed the way that we measure performance and performance and development reviews that we have twice a year are quite lengthy because there's just so much that goes into performance nowadays. It's fully that 360 and it's not that typical checklist anymore. Mm, We tend to agree with that. Oftentimes we see clients um, that are looking to uh, have have the same thought process as yourself, Kate at Lane, in the sense of looking at that whole person. So it's not just about the job and the checklist. It's really identifying um, objectives that help elevate the individual, the team and the organization. And so it sounds like you have a a great vision there for the the team at Lane. Can you tell us a little bit more about the vision itself uh, that you've developed for the team? Yes. Yeah. So we actually revamped our vision, our mission and our core values a few months ago because we set those out back in 2014 when it was just the founders and they were fine. But we're like, you know what? We're at 80 people. I think we've really transformed and developed. Let's get the whole team together. We'll do some working sessions and we'll really sort of pinpoint what we define Lane as and what we value with Lane. Mm -hmm. And that was really nice to get every single person having a voice in that decision. And so we were able to do that. And our vision is really to ensure that we are the workplace experience platform across all all offices in the world, no matter what the office looks like. So we all are in our offices right now, but there's also the typical offices too. So we want to be that that tech provider for that. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot that comes with that. We want people to align with our vision, of course. And so our recruitment team does such a great job in ensuring that the people that we bring on are fully aligned with what we're trying to do. And they're just as excited as we are. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about how, you know, that vision changed and how you kind of uh, involved all the employees where, you know, it was created back in 2014 when there's a few people in the startup, but now with the size of the company or everything else, it kind of got revamped. What were some of the things that kind of came up? Were there any challenges in kind of getting people on board or what, what did that look like? Yeah, I think it was um, sort of natural in the sense that we revved up our recruitment team and they said, mm-hmm. this is great, but it's not really clear and it's not actionable on how we can use this towards hiring. And so okay. we realized that it was sort of muddled in the sense that we just brought on people that had the skills and sort of had that gut fit, but we weren't able to measurably check which with each person that we brought on. And so mm-hmm. with the vision that we created, we got everybody in about, I would say 15 working groups, so very small. Mm-hmm. And we had a, a, a worksheet where we just said, what what really describes Lane? Like pick three words. What are some things that you like sparked your eye when you joined Lane and things like that? And we like scanned through all of it. We got our founders involved. They really took the big step in trying to bring it down into a few major ideas. Mm-hmm. And then our marketing team made it crisp and nice. And that's mm-hmm. sort of the, the process that we went through. And we wanted to pick core values that really spoke to our story. And so before we had communicate, collaborate, connect, and conquer. And those are fine, but we wanted to rev them up. And so now I have stickies on the wall that have all of them. So I <laughs> some, but there we come as we are. We give it our all, we get things done and we get there together. So it's really a story of Lane and just the whole process mm-hmm. through it. 
Mm. And so you, you've spoken a few times with regards to the team or the size of the organization scaling uh, on average 10 per year. So what, tell us some, what are the pain points um, that you've been experiencing or the organization has been experiencing and growing your team at, at that capacity? Yeah, it's really tricky, especially because we are remote now. Mm-hmm. We decided to fully jump in and embrace it because our product offering embraces flex work anyway. So we should be mm-hmm. totally championing that ourselves internally. And so now sort of the world's our oyster. We can hire anywhere, which is really neat. We're hiring in the UK. We have people in Australia now. And so it's fun. It's a challenge. But um, I would say that that aspect, it takes a lot of work to ensure that people are engaged they're online, they're happy, they have everything they need based on their location. And another big piece is ensuring that change management is happening constantly because we build a document and then it's broken the next week because something's irrelevant in it. So it's just always updating, always changing. And luckily our team is fantastic where they know if something's not really relevant, it's because Kate hasn't had the chance to update it in a few days. So it's just <laughs> constant changing and it's it's a really healthy thing to do is just constantly mm-hmm. upgrading everything. Mm-hmm. I'd love to dive in a little bit deeper on that. So the fact that things have kind of opened up in the sense that well, we can hire from anywhere, which I can imagine also, you know, causes its own challenges in terms of, of you know, uh, we have so many candidates to choose from now. How do we narrow things down? But, but yeah, how, so how are you looking at ways to support your employees uh, considering the remote um, and things along those lines? Yeah, it takes a lot of time because you can't really scale the support across the world. There's custom, you know, local labor laws. Some people need more vacation than others. There's expectations around different maternity leave, Mm -hmm. things like that. And so it's really custom for every country or even every city that you build into. So there's no one silver bullet, unfortunately. So we do take the time to really ensure that our perks and our offering set is as universal as possible across countries. And of course, that comes with challenges. You know, U.S. benefits are 10, 10x what Canadians are, so it's it's tricky in that sense. But we try our best, and we really make sure that if we give everybody snack boxes monthly in Canada, if you're in the U.K., you're going to get your snack box as well. So that's how we try and keep it all together. Yeah. So hearing you in the sense that when it comes to the engagement piece with your team members, it's ensuring that there's policies that match minimally the labor standards law based on the jurisdiction or the geographic region, but the actual perks for Lane, there's consistency there. Yeah, exactly. So I like to think of um, engagement kind of like Maslow's hierarchy of needs where there's certain levels of engagement that I expect from my employees. And in order to expect that, I need to provide resources for them to actually engage mm-hmm. in that way. So mm-hmm. the bare minimum, let's say, is uh, just emotional engagement. So are you okay as a human? I know that sounds like a little crazy, but in this past year, you have to ask, you have to check, make sure people are okay. Right. And so in order to do that, we need to provide safe spaces for communication, anonymous submission boxes, things like that. Mm-hmm. And then I would say another level is that social aspect. So do we provide programming for people to just get online? A lot of people live alone. Can they have that games night or that fun night and provide them with resources to bring us back to that level of social engagement? Mm-hmm. And then I would say probably the last one, I won't, I won't do too many levels, but probably the last one that's really important is uh, professional engagement. So we, of course, want our employees to professionally engage in their jobs and they can't do that unless we provide certain resources. And so big ones there would be like an education fund to explore fun books or courses. Another one is career mapping to ensure that they know where they're going in the company. So I would say that engagement comes at different levels, but you can't expect your employees to provide that if you're not giving them the resources to get there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And so I'm curious, how do you handle a situation where, let's say you notice somebody at a human level, they're doing okay, they're doing well, but then maybe it's that second and third tier that might be lacking. Like, how do you handle those types of situations? Yeah, that's tricky because everyone has their own comfort level. I can't force mm. someone to come to games night if they don't want to come. That's perfectly <laughs> fine. It's tricky. It's not mandatory. Um, yeah, it's not mandatory. No, no. So yeah, no. it's 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 tricky in that sense to um, to just gauge people's comfort level because sure they could be emotionally okay, they could be doing their job, but they're not that social person that's gonna like raise their mm. hand and speak up. So it's it's really gauging and asking them like, how are you doing? Are you happy? What are the missing pieces of the company that you would love to see happen? And then that way, it's not like trying to fit them in a box. It's like trying to create that box for them. Mm, that's really interesting. And so in adding in another layer to this around performance or the performance program at Lane, uh, what's currently in place that supports your, your staff? And what's worked really well for you? And conversely, areas for growth? Yeah, so right now we have um, bi-yearly biannually performance and development reviews and that's like a nice long session with your manager and it is 360 in a sense but you really walk through what you've conquered in the past six months and what you look forward to in the next six months Mm -hmm. so it's a nice past and future forward um, situation and you really can deep dive you create a project plan based on what was discussed and it's just a really nice time to focus in on your role And we use a framework called V2MOM. It's a really interesting acronym, but Salesforce created it. And it's a really neat way to set out your own personal vision for the year. So as a people lead, I want to do these things for the year. Here's how I'm going to get there. Here's the obstacles, all of that. Mm -hmm. And then I write that down on a one pager and everyone at the company can see it because we're all very transparent. It's like, here's what Mm -hmm. Kate wants to conquer for the year. That's really good to know. Here's Mm -hmm. how I can help her. Or here's how I know to like give her some space during that busy time in the year. So it's just a really nice way to track everyone's performance, but also celebrate it. So that's Mm -hmm. a big piece for us as well. And then recently we, I love my team because they're hungry for more. They want more and more and more. So (laughs) we're actually, we're rolling out um, career mapping. So we'll level out every single role at the company and just show you the different paths that you can take. So a lot of customer Mm. success managers want to know, what do I do after being a customer success manager? And so we can show the different paths. And it shows that you don't have to move into people leadership. You can still be that really strategic high-level advisor working as a sole contributor without limiting yourself to pay or to scope or anything like that. So those Mm. are two really big pieces that we like to focus on. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take a step back here because I know you're really speaking Angie's language here. I can almost tell she's like holding back questions. (laughs) uh, I am. Yeah, so so that's a really strong uh, point, Kate, with regards to identifying and looking forward to successes, because we know that, you know, oftentimes, if we're looking in the rearview mirror, but what's not really going so well with our team members, it can get complacent or stagnant uh, from a performance management perspective, because we all know that it, it kind of has a, a, a bit of a stagnant name uh, across industries in the sense of the program. So that's fantastic to hear. And so as you're building out, you're looking at the performance program itself. What are some areas for growth currently at Lane around performance? I would say just taking the time to drop everything and really just sit down and assess the situation. I think Mm -hmm. we all just get so stuck and we sort of bury those gut checks or those feelings where it's like, Hey, I don't think this is on track right now. Or like, I'm not really, I, I might be burning out and it's hard to like, sit down and think about that we just sort of bury it and so I think an area for improvement with us is just 
creating a more consistent and universal check-in with everyone. Our team leads are fantastic. They pick that up themselves and they have those regular check-ins with their teams. But Mm -hmm. as a people leader to be able to provide that playbook on like, here's what we expect. We expect you to meet at least bare minimum monthly, ideally weekly. Just have that check-in. Just ask like, how are you doing as a person? How's your work going? What do you want to drop off? What do you want to pick up? And so it, it goes a long way, even if it takes 20 minutes. Exactly. And, and I find too, oftentimes with clients, they want to do that, but it's understanding the roadmap and how to do it. And so to your point, it's kind of giving leadership cues as to the types of conversations that they ought to be having with their team members as to how are they doing, checking in, not just uh, from a wellness perspective, although it's important, but you know that balance between operations and their own success as well. Because we see here at Intuitive Performance, especially from the coaching side of things, that clients are trying to understand what are my strengths? You know, what's my gift? What am I showing up to do here? And what's my next step? So it's fantastic that you're already having those types of conversations with your with your staff. Yeah, we actually, a part of the one-pager agenda for these biannual performance reviews is there's a whole section on what is this employee's superpower? Mm. And you get to just totally praise what they crush at the company. And That's it's awesome. such a nice feeling. Yeah, like to hear my boss say, my superpower is X and here's how you do it. And like, keep doing it. You rock at it. It's like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's my superpower. All right. (laughs) Right. Right. And I sense too, like the, in general, when it comes to performance, oftentimes companies are looking to move from that carrot stick or disciplinary kind of approach to performance and looking at celebration and strength building and giving team members more autonomy, because we're seeing from a research perspective that the stats are showing us when we, when we give uh, gratitude or show appreciation for our team members. They give that much more back, right? It's, it goes back to that give and take piece. Um, and a funny stat that I always tend to joke with when I'm, I'm training leadership teams is that we actually need six to one when it comes to positive versus negative feedback, whereas our children require five to one. Uh, so that's there's a little bit of sticker shock there because we often think that we need less as we grow older, but we actually need more uh, when it comes to gratification yeah, and validation. Huh, that's good to know. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm curious, Kate, if you're willing to share. So what is a superpower that's been highlighted uh, for you? Oh, I think it was a, a duo last time in January. And it was, I think it was autonomy and organization. Autonomy. I think just being able to just go for it and figure it out, which <laughs> I, I love because I, I hoped that was my superpowers. And to just mm-hmm. get that confirmation just feels really good. And then you can just yeah. go out and continue to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. Well, I can imagine those two things have served you well in the growth of Lane and as you've, you know, as uh, you've grown along with them. And so I guess shifting gears a little bit, I'm curious to learn um, or to understand what, what has been your biggest learning uh, kind of stepping into uh, that HR and, uh, HR and people operations role. Yeah, it was, it was interesting because when I always like grew up seeing HR, you know, on the office, Toby and all of the typical <laughs> HR characters. It's like, oh, that's that's what I want to do with my career. Interesting. Okay. So there's, there's clearly a disconnect here. I don't know like why I want to do this, but I feel like there's a strategic way to upgrade this. And so mm-hmm. I think stepping into it, a biggest shock was that my team is on my side. There's always that like, oh no, HR, I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to be near them. I'm going to get in trouble. And so to just have the team, you know, be with me and understand and like just have empathy for what I need to build on and get through, it was just really nice to see. And because of that, I was able to make HR collaborative, which is totally not a collaborative space to be in, but to just say, hey, 
how's everybody doing? Do you feel like your vacation days are enough each year? And like fill out this quick survey, let me know, like tell me how you're feeling. And I can then base and upgrade our policies based on that feedback. So it's been really nice to just have open dialogue constantly with the team. And I was not expecting that at all. That's fantastic. And so being in that HR space, it's almost like you're you're in a neutral zone, right? And so it's balancing the expectations of your team members or your staff, and then also from an operational or budgetary perspective and leadership expectations. So how do you go about that when it comes to, for example, you were just talking about vacation days. So when it comes to changing policy or something to do with the performance side of things, and you want to get a lot of feedback, but set realistic expectations, um, what could you tell our subscribers who are listening from a leadership or HR perspective as to the best way to go about it, that inclusion HR practice mode? Yeah, it's tricky because there is so many um, factors at play. There's so many people that will be affected by changes of policy and things like that. And Mm. once something's set, it's hard to change it or take it away, especially if it's being downgraded. So you have to be really careful what you Mm -hmm. offer because the hope is that it'll be there to stay. So it can't be a temporary perk or anything like that. And so I think the best bet is to use your own industry knowledge to pick what you think is best, give a few options, give a range and present it to leadership and say, Hey, here's what I'm thinking around this sort of details here, get their confirmation. And then Mm -hmm. yeah, send out a survey, hop on a group call, do working groups, whatever works best for your team and your company and just get that feedback. But I think what's really important is to say nothing's guaranteed. I'm just getting feedback. I just want to see what's going on. But if you see, I'm thinking about three weeks vacation don't run with it. We're just, we're playing around here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like that. I like that where you're coming from a place of candor uh, in this area to set ex- realistic expectations. Um, so people don't proverbially run with it. Yeah. yeah. All right. And so in, in coming to a close, okay, we all, we always like to ask our guests this question. And so what are three words of inspiration you would want other business owners to hear um, based on your experience? I would say what's what's hitting my gut right now is probably never stop exploring. For me, when I'm stagnant, I'm not at my mm-hmm. best. I want to keep exploring, even if it's exploring in the sense of failure, where I'm like, I'm going to try this thing. It's not going to work, but I'm going to try it. It's still movement. It's still ex- exploration. It's still you know moving forward and strengthening your skill set. So I would say never stop exploring. It's mm, mm, fantastic. Thank you very much, Kate, for joining us today. We really appreciate you sharing your business insights with Intuitive Performance and our subscribers. Thanks so much for having me. And for those who would like to learn more about uh, Lane, we're going to provide a link to the company profile on the Elevate Business Podcast title page. Take good care. Thanks for listening to the Elevate Business Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the program. You can subscribe to future podcasts at intuityperformance.com, where you can also sign up for webinars and learn more about professional coaching and our facilitation solutions available to help fire up your whole person performance skills and drive actions for success. Until next time, stay true to you and take care of each other. We are all better together. Thanks for listening to the Human Side of Business podcast. I'm glad you could join us. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to stay updated with our latest content, make sure to visit our website. The link can be found in the episode description where you can subscribe to the podcast, sign up for our newsletter and learn more about our whole person leadership services. Sounds interesting. Explore the whole person leadership cohort by Intuity Performance, a unique program that offers unparalleled support to managers on every step of their leadership journey. Our program features evidence-based assessments, 
workbooks, group coaching, and interactive learning experiences to help you level up your leadership skills. Reach out today to apply to one of our upcoming cohorts. Until next time, take care and stay curious.